Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas Homegrown Music. And I've got a really exciting guest today. Her name is Scarlett Deering. She happens to be the daughter of Milo Deering. And for those of us in Texas that have been around for a while, we know that Milo is an iconic player. He's played session work for all kinds of people and, uh, and toured with the Eagles as well as Scarlett has. And she's following in her dad's footsteps in a really mighty way, playing um, playing the instruments as well, but she's also engineering and producing, and she's a singer-songwriter. The girl's just got it going on. I can't wait to get into this interview because I really am already a fan. So I'm not going to take too much time. I want to get to her interview. Um, before I do, though, I'm going to sing a song from my good friend, Andy Timmons um, wrote this tune a while back, and I was so in love with it, I, I had to record it. It's called Don't Bring Me Down. I'm going to play that for you guys right now. When I come back, I'll be with Scarlett Deering.
Texas homegrown music and my guest today, Scarlett Deering. Welcome, to Scarlett, to the show. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. I am. Um, so I've already told people about all all the stuff that you're you're getting ready to do and are doing. And I'm excited about I think I told you I'm excited the most about the fact that you're sitting behind the engineer's desk at the <laughs> studio and, in an, you know, in something that that less than two percent of women are uh, sound engineers. Is that crazy? It is insane, but believable to me. <laughs> so you're going to change all that. And uh, and I'm, I'm excited about it. And I and I can't wait to to work with you on some things and also to share the, what you've already been doing. I've had some guests on the show already that you've engineered and produced their records and they just love working with you. I would say that probably a big part of it is because you are a musician and you know both sides of, of that. Don't, don't you think? I would say so. I mean, you kind of get to know what it feels like to record. Obviously, like when you I've recorded so many times, I've been the person in the room with the headphones on playing my instrument. So it makes it a lot easier for me to understand what someone needs um, to feel comfortable and to make music. Absolutely. And and I think that's going to that's going to be great for you. And and uh, but I want to start out by talking about how you got even involved in this. Of course, um, I I introduced you and said that you were the daughter of Milo Deering. And I'm sure that you've only heard that a thousand times uh, from people around here. (laughs) That connection. It's a great connection to have. You honed into your own place, although I know he had had a lot to do with it, putting a violin in your hand at a very young age. Tell me about how it was growing up in a household like that. Oh, it was magical. Uh, I mean, we we grew up with my mom and dad. They had a band called uh, Rachel Gatson Ghost Town. And so we, you know, me and my little sister would get to go to all the festivals that they were playing and just constantly be around the whole family, like the DFW family of studio musicians and live performing musicians, people who still are like, you know, anchors in the scene. Um so it's it's been cool to actually grow up being, you know, my father's daughter and just being around all of that to now actually engineering sessions for these same musicians that I grew up with. So they've right. known me since I was, you know, four. <laughs> and and now I'm I'm, you know doing sessions with them, which is well, so you, so obviously with your mom and dad, both being musicians, it had, uh, you you, you had to get some of that (laughs) genetically, but but you've also, you've also (laughs) done some major training. I mean, you've, you've put the work in yourself. I know that you went to the uh, arts magnet school for high school. Is that right? Yes. And then from there you went on to Berkeley. And so, I mean, obviously, everybody that's listening knows that you're a proficient musician, not only in your natural ability, but also from, you know, education. And then I know that you've done a lot of touring uh, from that point on. I think I read that you went from uh, Boston to Nashville and um, had a stint there. So share share with our listeners some of the things that you've gone through to get to where you are today. Okie doke. Um, well, after after leaving uh, well, in, in Boston, I actually did some touring with bands out of there, McAllister Drive, Art Decade, just random indie rock bands, folk rock bands. But um, my first like real experience touring was after I moved back home. Um, 
from Boston. I moved back to Dallas for a short period of time and uh, started playing with this band, Serin, um, that I had actually been a fan of forever. Okay, <laughs> um, that's cool too, it, right? <laughs> it was, it, I'm, I'm still like, you know, one of their biggest fans, but I'm like in the band. In the band. So, um, <laughs> well, that helps. Right? <laughs> it does. But, um, but I, they needed a, another violinist and I played my first gigs with them at South by Southwest, um, in 2014, I believe it was. Um, and after a big summer full of touring, we did Canadian festivals. We did, I mean, whole U S, um, we all decided to move to Nashville. Um, and it ended up kind of getting a little rocky. Uh, so I left that band and then put out my own album and then started touring with country bands. (laughs) Um, I, I was living in Nashville and was, you know, working on recording my album during the week. And then I would drive seven hours up to Ohio and play with a band out of there. And we would do all of the motorcycle rallies like Sturgis and Daytona. (laughs) And it was definitely a different lifestyle than I was used to. Completely different vibe. A completely different vibe. Coming from someone that's played the Rot Rally Republic of Texas down in um, Austin uh, several years. And I, you know, I tell people a story and I'll quickly tell you this because I think you'll get a big kick out of it but we um at the time the first time we played there we had young children and we'd taken them with us in uh, in an RV and took a babysitter and we were driving through to get to the sound check and I'm shutting all the windows and I'm telling them our babysitter who happened to be the daughter of a pastor of the church we went to and I'm saying okay this is something we're not going to share with people what we're looking at what we're seeing <laughs> but I'll tell you what, they I certainly mean, love music. <laughs> they right. do. And honestly, I mean, it's some of the the most fun I've had is, you know, I mean, we, we were on a bus at that point. It was like a Prevost big, you know, big tour bus. And, sure. and that was it, it was, you know, a lot of leather and a lot of, you know, a lot of good times. <laughs> but um, a lot of leather. But, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> A lot of beer. Yeah, Um, yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah. Well, people would gift us, gift us their homemade moonshine for the bus. Um, But, you know, it's interesting going from like the indie rock or indie folk world to this, you know, rough, real, what they would say, real country. Um, uh, But... I, I love adapting to those different kinds of scenarios. So after, after I left Nashville, um, I decided to move back home just to kind of get my bearings, um, and, you know, try to figure out what was next in my career path. And, about a month after I moved back home, it was 2018 and my parents had just started to, they'd made the decision to start renting this, uh, recording studio, Charlie Pride's recording studio. Um, my dad had been, he had just recorded with Don Henley, um, on his solo album, Cass County that came out in 2016. Right. And had just gotten the opportunity to start touring with the Eagles. Um, and, 
I had mentioned to you before that it was pretty wild when I was still living in Nashville. There was a time where the Eagles were coming through St. Louis. And so I made the the quick little jaunt up there from Nashville and my dad got me backstage pass and they got me my own parking pass. And I got to like have the whole backstage experience and see my dad play pedal steel and viola with the Eagles. And it was like this life changing thing to get to see him do this and play in front of all of these thousands of people. And I got to, you know, I got to meet the band and hung out with the girls who were in the string section, real sweet, wonderful girls who all live in New York um, and just became friends with a lot of the, you know, a lot of the players. Um, So about a month after I moved back home to Dallas, um, my dad, he said, hey, Scarlett, I think I think you might be getting an email soon. Uh, And sure enough, I got this email that said that one of the violinists for the Eagles uh, had other um, another tour that was simultaneously happening. And so she wasn't going to be able to do about 15 of those dates and they needed another violinist. (laughs) So um, so they asked me. (laughs) So I got to do for their 2018 tour, I got to do. I think it ended up being close to 20 shows with the Eagles, including arenas and stadiums all over the U S. Um, and while that was going on, I also got asked to tour as the fiddle player for Zane Williams. So wow. I was going back and forth. You're going from violin <laughs> to going- fiddle and to um, <laughs> Sturgis to was- folk music <laughs> and solos. And that's why I said when I introduced you um, on the show, I said this, she's done everything. And I, I mean, Really and truly, it's called the music business for you because you're 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 getting your hands into all kinds of things, and I think that it's so wonderful that at your age, you're you're still so young. You're what thirty one, I think. I mean, you're just a kid, and I can say that because I'm thirty years older than you. So, I have I have I have a son your age. Oh my gosh, I do. I have a son that's your age. So, I'm I'm just so blown away at um, this, and it's got to be affirming for you, Scarlett. And I like to say this to people when I can when I can you know recognize what they've done in a short amount of time. That you know we go through life, we really do need affirmation. All of us were born into wanting that from the time we're a baby and it has to feel good for you to be asked to play with the Eagles and to be and to tour with Zane and to and frankly to to play with your dad and your mom and to have this synergy behind um, your ability because you not only have it from your family but you've done the work you know and I and and just the fact that you drove up to Ohio to play gigs on weekends (laughs) tells me that you have the tenacity that it takes to make it in this um, world of music and 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 really you already have i tell people if you're playing music and people are coming out to see you you are a success 
period. And, um, so I'm, <laughs> I, I'm really excited to bring you to um, the, our listeners because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that, that don't know who you are, but they do now. And you're making a big splash, kiddo. And I'm really excited to be a part of that. <laughs> so I want to play a song now that I've actually played on my show before. But um, this time it's because I get to talk to you about it. And it's a song that you released on your <laughs> yes. solo album called A Lullaby. And I think it's beautiful. And I think you're beautiful. And I can't wait to come back and talk about what else you're doing. And I also want to talk about that stint in Nashville and some of the other talents that you have that you haven't even talked about. Okay. So we're going to play a yes. lullaby. You know what I'm talking about with Scarlett Deering. And you're listening <laughs> to Texas Homegrown Music. And we'll be right back.
back and I'm sure you guys enjoyed that song and, and we've got several more that we're going to feature um, with Scarlett today but Scarlett I I don't want to forget to talk about something else that you um, did while you were in Nashville as I was reading so talk to me about what it was like for this young girl to go from uh, you know I mean you were in a proficient school of music with Berkeley and you moved to Nashville to play and obviously it's so competitive there talk to me and talk to our people about what it was like for you um you know this bright-eyed ready-to-go musician moving into Nashville and getting a real slap in the face on what it means to try to make it on your own well I I had never you know I, I hadn't really learned how to uh be a gigging musician all the time yet and and you know with Sarin we were doing some touring um but not anywhere to a point where it was going to pay my rent <laughs> or right. anything else for that matter so i i initially got a job working for a boutique making jewelry and i started i i walked into this it was actually kind of a crazy thing. I walked into this boutique with jewelry I had made from just random things I found around my, around my house. And I walked in and I said, will you sell this please? (laughs) Or like buy this from me to sell. I just need money. Um, And she said, actually, I have a whole room of jewelry supplies in the back of my store. Let me give you some things to take home and bring it back to bring it back to me tomorrow and let me see what you do with it. And this woman saved my, saved my life. Um, so for a long time, I, I want to say it was two years. I worked um, there making, making jewelry and um, learning how to do window displays for the store um, while I was kind of working into the Nashville music scene, which is extremely hard to break into. You have to have a very certain vibe or a certain sound or you have to know the exact right people and I just was not prepared for that um so around the time when I started to uh you know when I quit Sarin and was trying to figure out my my real path towards music I quit my job at the boutique and started my own sewing merchandising company um I was doing some sewing for the tv show Nashville um just occasional work for them right there I mean here you are you're you're a musician and I bet you there's some people listening today that are seamstress that are going oh my gosh so she got a gig you know doing clothes for Nashville and that's what I want to do and she wants to be a player Uh, I mean and it's it's been honestly sewing is something my grandma taught me when I was 12 Um, thank goodness and I mean, it's amazing. And I I actually learned more of that at the Arts Magnet High School. And in the times when music has failed to support me, sewing has come through in a major way. So I've worked for a lot of TV shows and um, and movies and things like that. But there I started working for merch companies and um, I worked for country music television. Um, I worked for third, uh, third man records. Um, and I would sew the tags into all of their shirts, hoodies, you know, beanie caps. I would, I would just sew the tags in or the patches on. So I would be doing like 
you know, 2000 shirts in a week wow. and, and then rushing up to Ohio to play with this country band. You are after my own so. heart. And, and, you know, I, and I say this with, and I, I really am saying this truly because my, my kids will tell you, my daughters will tell you, they laugh because I still have some of the clothes that I made when I was a lot younger. When I first started out, I wanted to have a new outfit to wear something fun, you know, to pl- wear. And I couldn't afford to go buy anything. So I, you oh, know, I'm a thrifter right. and I would go to thrift stores and I would find things that I liked and it didn't matter if it wasn't the right size. I just made sure it was big enough and I would sew it to fit and I'd have something new to wear for the weekend. And so I, I totally get where you're coming from, but not everybody's got that, you know, they, not a lot of people have that kind of tenacity. So I applaud you kiddo. And I wanted to share that with people because a lot of times, you know, when they listen to your success and they find out what you're doing, they just have, you know, they romantic size how you got there and they don't understand the true journey you know what I mean oh I mean there were times yeah in in Nashville when I was between when I was between gigs or trying to find work I mean there there was a time where actually this is one of my favorite stories of my experience just through the whole my whole career is when I was like really struggling in Nashville I took on a, a job thinking that it would be so easy. I was like, it was a, a load in load out position, um, for Luke Bryant one night and then fallout boy at the big arena, okay. um, in Nashville. And I was like, Oh, I've loaded out a, a million band trailers. Like I, I can do that easy that it was, the worst experience. <laughs> I mean, it was so much work. I have so much admiration now for crew members because the hours that they have to work and the amount of, of physical labor that goes into it is is so much more than we know. But I worked these two gigs. One of them, it was from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. loading out a Luke Bryant concert. And then the next oh. day... 7 a.m. loading in a fallout boy concert and I was a pusher so I had to push these 500 pound road cases <laughs> and I was like you know a little like 20 you're, you're four yeah you're a year old little girl. thing so I'm like oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh I, I'm sure they were looking at who um, hired her and why would they do that <laughs> yeah Oh, and there was this moment where Pete Wentz from Fall Up, I was wearing this like bright neon yellow uh, safety vest and a hard hat. And Pete Wentz walked by with his family. And I just, every part of my body wanted to scream to him, like, I'm a musician. I'm supposed to be on that stage. And, and oh, funny I, enough, I like, know. well three years later two of the dates that I got to play with the Eagles were at that same arena that I loaded in with fallout oh my gosh (laughs) so I got to play on that stage what a great (laughs) feeling for you though honestly you know um that's why I'm saying when you when you work hard for something and then you achieve it it really does it's 
it, it is so rewarding. And, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause when we started playing um, gigs and uh, it, at one time we had a seven piece band and we were carrying around a real B3 and, you know, we had, we would, mm-hmm. we would go into gigs and, and we were slepping our own gear at the time. I had a sound man, but there was no way we were going to strap him with everything that we had to do. So, you know, when you go in and you do a sound check and you're lugging all that stuff in, then you have an hour before the show and then you have to take it all down. It is tiring to do. And and we were playing four to six gigs a week at that time. And I can remember being so tired all the time and then working a job. So, kiddo, I know exactly where you're coming from. But how wonderful (laughs) for you to have done that and then be on the stage and playing with the Eagles. I mean, that that had to be such a momentous time. It it really was. But it also really gave me a lot of appreciation for all of the people that, you know, bolster the music industry and the touring industry. I mean, it it takes, you know, so many people working really, really hard. Um, So I just, I have a lot of appreciation for everyone else who has dreams like me well, and you know and you're doing it you know? too, so, and you you understand that a show is only as good as the sound and so I've always oh. made sure that I get to know who's who's this who's the guy doing the monitor mix, oh. who's the guy doing the front of sound and I I want to meet them and I want them to know that I appreciate them and the people that are schlepping the gear and making sure that the cords are plugged in I mean it takes a village when you put on a show like that Absolutely. and every single component is important and I always want people to feel that way I've never I've never um, been one to try to act like some prima donna that I just want to step on stage and you know not realize what it took for me to have that (laughs) ability Um, and now you're doing it I mean especially since you're getting involved in um, the recording aspects and engineering you know um, you know what it takes and like I said I think that's just a big plus for you Scarlett to have You've, you've certainly done a lot for somebody at your age and I can't imagine what the next 10 years are going to look like it's it's exciting oh yes I mean I I what I've found I think that the most um consistent thing about music that that I've found is that working with people um how do I say this something my dad told me growing up was that People will not hire you if you're not pleasant to be around. Um, and well, they might hire they you, might, but they won't keep you. <laughs> but they won't keep you. <laughs> and you know, it's been really wonderful. I mean, with the Eagles, that what I found in that was that it's it's a family. I mean, the mm-hmm. the you know all of the musicians, all of the crew. It's a big family. It's a tour family. Everybody, you know, everyone loves it's each other in, you know? they're invested and, in each other and you're creating something together it's yes you know it's 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 a really it's it's um, it's actually um it's an energy all its own that you all are a part of and i have found that and 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 even if you um i know your dad does a lot of sessions and a lot of gigs where you know we'll call him at the last minute i don't know if you know this your dad's actually played with me did you know oh that? yes yes yeah. yes <laughs> and i mean he's just remarkable but because he's been doing this for so long he knows and he's just got the right attitude of when you go in there what you're what you're being brought in to do and he knows how to do that yeah. and and i can see 
see already that you do too. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited about your life ahead of you, Scarlett. And I can't imagine how wonderful it feels for your mom and dad to see you um, follow in their footsteps and do this. It's just got to be so exciting. So I want to play another song. It's one of my favorite songs on your solo album. It's called Good Goodbye. Is there something you want to say about it? Um, I, I wrote this as a, um, still like late teenager actually, um, about, you know, a long distance college romance. And honestly, I, I, um, it's been one of those songs for me that's, that's remained, uh, re- relevant. It, relevant in every relationship I've had so far. (laughs) (laughs) So a good goodbye. That's the only ones to have, right? Yes. (laughs) Well, we're going to play it right now. And if you guys are just tuning in, this is Texas Homegrown Music. And my guest is Scarlett Deering. And she is, I don't even know, the the list goes on. I'm not sure how I'm going to even be able to put this on my little note, liner notes. But she is a um, producer, engineer, singer, songwriter, musician, and just an all around great gal. And she's a seamstress and a jewelry maker and (laughs) you name it. This girl's got it going on. So we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music, but here's the song, one of her songs off her solo record. It's called Good Goodbye, and we'll be right back.
here we are, Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today, Scarlett Deering. And as you guys have been listening, she does a little bit of it all. So you need some jewelry made, you need some clothes, you need some <laughs> you need a recording. But I, I want to talk a lot about um, about what you're doing now over at the Acoustic Kitchen Studios uh, for um, people that are listening. How do they reach you? And tell me um, where to, where they can find you and 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 get in touch with the studio so we have uh, i believe the website is acoustickitchen.com um or through my website scarlet deering music.com and for those of you listening um, deering also- is spelled d-e-e-r-i-n-g um, we also, you know, we have a Facebook and Instagram business page, Acoustic Kitchen Studio, I believe it is. Um, and uh, we're out there on all the social all the social medias. <laughs> and, and, and this um, is um, this was uh, um, Dion is was a friend of George's, but this is Charlie Pride's um, studio, and it's been um, yes. it's an iconic studio. He's recorded a lot of stuff in there. Yes. And sadly, in fact, Dolly Dolly Parton recorded in here. Which that's I what I was so going to cool. say. A lot of other people that people have listened to have yes. recorded in that studio, um, and it's uh, it's really cool looking. I'm 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 looking at it right now for those of you that are listening, and um, it's a really a nice room. And and like we said earlier, they actually um, will start having some shows here as soon as COVID takes a little bit, you know, lower lower ride on our country they'll start having more shows in there and if you have an opportunity to go to one of these shows you need to snag it because it will it will change your the way you listen into music you listen to music um and i can't wait to be over there and and experience that we we were actually your dad had talked to me about doing a show actually your mom had had contacted me about doing a show and then boom covid just shut everything down so i'm hoping i can get back over there and do that soon but um i'm really i'm i'm such a big fan of your family and i know you've got a little sister that's actually um musical as well and it seems like It's got to be so fun. It's got to be so fun for all of you to be able to experience making music. It it really is. We, I mean, we, we had a family band when we were little. Did you really? um, Yes, we did. Uh, All through, I want to say junior high and high school for me. Yeah. We had a family band. Um, But, you know, now to get to like, run this business with my mom and dad and my sister is she lives in New Jersey right now, but she's really showing an interest in coming down and, and, you know, being a part of it all with us. Um, but it's been, it's been really wonderful. And I feel really lucky to have such a close relationship with my, with my family that we're able to do this without there being any kind of, you know, bad anything uh we just have a lot of fun you know well i've i you know, I don't know I your to- mother as well as i do your dad but you're you're i know what kind of um temperament she must have to be with your father and he's such an easygoing yes. even filled <laughs> a pleasant person to be around and i can already tell that you got that 
you got that as well. And um, I, they've been together for a long, 32 years, I think I saw that they just had an anniversary right. recently. And they're just such a cool, hip, vibey couple. I love seeing their pictures <laughs> together and the fun things that they do. They yes. seem like they have a great sense of humor. You guys laugh a lot. They do. <laughs> yes, we do. And yes. um, so and, that's, you know, that's great. Laughter is their best medicine. It really is. It really is. And, uh, you know, this this last couple of years has been really hard with the studios specifically. The studios ended up kind of um, it's it's kind of saved us during COVID or at least me. Um, you know, I I couldn't do shows at all. Um, like we we were having shows at the studio and I was also playing gigs all the time. Um, and so when all of that went away um we started really having more people come in to the studio to record um people wanting to make albums and and um and it's been really a a cool experience to to you know work on building this this studio space with with my family um well, you're known now for um, the Deerings are known for the acoustic kitchen now, not only the studio, but also um, this the uh, venue. Yes. And I can't wait to to be a part of it and share with all my friends whenever they talk to me about the wanting to record. I'm going to send them over your way, kiddo, because I, I really want to see you guys thrive and do well. And I, I I'm, I'm just thrilled that you're on the show today and that, that we were able to share all of this great goodness with all of our listeners. So if you're listening... We've been interviewing Scarlett Deering, and um, I'm going to uh, play another one of her songs. It's called Eclipse. And then when I come back, I'm going to play some other music for you that she was involved in and talk about what we've got coming up on Texas Homegrown Music. So you're listening to Maylee Thomas with Scarlett Deering and her song Eclipse, and we'll be right back.
So that was a song called Messes by Seren. And you heard us talking about that band with Scarlett because she's going to be touring with them again. And uh, that's a beautiful song called Messes. And that band's spelling is S-E-R-Y-N, Seren. You guys catch them if you can on the show. They're going to be playing here soon. So we'll be we'll we'll be announcing it as well on our on our show. Well, here we are, another show down with Scarlett Deering, and I really enjoyed speaking with her. What a sweetheart of a girl she is, and man, she's got so much talent, and she's got so many things that she can do. She is going to be in the music business, I know, for the rest of her life. She's got such um, such an initiative and drive that uh, I, I know I'm going to be hearing a lot about Scarlett, and I'm hoping I get to record with her sometime. So I'm going to close the show today with a band called The Half-Guided Hearts out of Dallas, and um, a song called Tear Me Down. And Scarlett is actually playing violin on that song. So you guys be sure to pay attention. I want to give a shout out once again to the Guitar Sanctuary and to Tepps Brewery and to Burris Injury Law for making this all possible. And remind everybody out there, let's have some goodness. Let's spread some love. And let's remember that uh, being kind is really what it's, where it's all at. And we, we don't, it doesn't cost us anything to be kind to one another. So love life, everybody. You get out of it what you put into it. We'll see you next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music. <laughs>